recording. Three, two, one. Okay, this is episode number three of I'll Have You Know. Today is the big one. It's about Brexit. And here with me, I've got uh, Huma and uh, Sally. Yes. And we're going to be discussing, uh, you know, discussing what's what about Europe. Okay, Huma, you've got some strong opinions about Brexit. I do indeed. I do have some very strong opinions. I do not think we should be leaving. I do not see the point. And I don't think it's going to get the United Kingdom anywhere in the future. Mm, Interesting. Sally, what what do you think? I mean... I also share the same opinion with Huma. I do not believe that we should believe in Europe, especially for the stupid reasons that the government is providing or the stupid reasons that these people who wanted to leave provided. These are, I mean, I respect people's wishes of leaving. The, we live in a democracy. The rule is the general, the majority, you know, the majority opinion or the majority consensus is what goes on. But at the same time, I do feel that it was an immature decision. I didn't think it was. I, honestly, I think uh, the, you know, we all voted Brexit, or rather something like 51%, which is the majority. On misinformation, though. But politicians always lie, so why but, is that a problem? But that's not a good thing. It's not something to be proud of. I know, so but... Bre- Brexit I, was I, voted on a lie. I personally did my research beforehand. You know, I knew all the arguments for and against. And I'm like, you know what? My whole argument about, you know, being a sovereign nation, having the right to self-determination was such a strong argument. It doesn't matter about any of the economic impact. As long as you have that, I'm good. And that's basically why I voted Brexit. And, um, yeah, it just seems like you, you want to be ruled by... The UK has a greater influence within the bloc. It's part of the single market. It gets tariff-free trade. It's a part of this huge membership of all these these countries. They have a big influence at the moment. Is that really going to carry on when they leave? The thing is, right, you have to look at it as an opportunity, right, to open up trade with the rest of the world. Is that really going to happen? Yeah, okay, consider this, right? Because I'm into photography, as most of my friends know, right? And Leica cameras in this country, which is outside of the EU, and in Britain, are exactly the same price. How do you explain that? Like, what deal are we really getting from Europe? But we're already seeing a decline in foreign investments. Foreign Mm -hmm. investors are pulling out. They're already relocating. Jobs are already going. That's fine. This is not going to change overnight. And the UK's infrastructure, it's not strong enough to combat this. Neither are they really that interested to combat this. Suddenly, we are not going to have masses of jobs for the for people we're not going to have loads of money available it's just not going to happen why is that a problem though it is a problem why why is it okay if the europeans pull out of britain right that doesn't mean that britain is now stranded on its own we can pull together we can we're living in a globalized world things are different Mm. now completely different we rely on trade we rely on relationships with others Uh, we should not isolate ourselves on the world stage okay go on sorry i mean let's face it the uk is not industrial country in recent years the major income source was finance Mm -hmm. and a lot of you know 
big institutions, I wouldn't call it institutions, but a lot of corporates are leaving, are leaving the United Kingdom because of Brexit. So how do you, what, what benefit are we getting from, you know? We become a sovereign nation. Yeah, but what's the point of a sovereign nation whose sovereignty is threatened by a crisis, an economic crisis, mm -hmm. which will bring a social crisis? If you go back to the UK now, you can sense the harsh effects that Brexit is already having okay, on the nation. Can you explain some of these harsh effects? Like the rise, the rise in petrol costs, insurance, items... And, um, and political instability, you know. Let you me get it. to this petrol cost thing, yeah. right? I mean, pe yeah, pet oil doesn't come from Europe. Yes. I mean, apart from Shell and uh, BP, but we've got all sorts of other oil income. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If if Shell and BP decide to price themselves out, that's cool. We've still got like um, the the Middle Eastern oil coming in. But even that's on the decline, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, for, for silly happening. reasons, to be honest. I mean, the actual no deal itself, okay, mm -hmm. the political instability that it brought, that itself is causing a big problem in the UK society right now. Which political instability are you talking about? Like we can't even agree on no. whether, whether, whether to have a deal or not, you know? Well, there's a lot of fraction, even with the Tories, there is a big, huge fraction. Yeah, that's because the Prime Minister is being a little bit useless about this, right? This mm -hmm. is, I'm, I'm not disputing that, but So the if the Prime is, Minister yeah, is useless, who's going to be useful? But they didn't, have, they didn't have an exit plan, they did not have a deal, yes. they did not have a solid plan lined up. All these Brexiteers, Johnson, and who was the other one? Michael... What's no. his face? I forget. I forget, I forget I myself. Yeah, British they, politicians did, they, they did not have a solid plan. They were all in a state of shock when Brexit happened. They were not expecting this. Mm. And they still don't have a plan. That doesn't... Just because, just because we're unprepared doesn't mean no. it's a bad thing. No, it is a bad thing. It if we're not. not prepared with a deal, if we're not prepared for an exit plan and what we can do, that, that does, what confidence does that give for the future? These things take time and the consequences will be very destructive. I feel that it's a massive opportunity for the UK to pull itself up by the bootstraps, <laughs> make Britain great again. Yeah, but <laughs> clearly the current, the current leadership is not doing that job very well, are they? You know, I, I think no one are. knows where they're heading. And I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember exactly where I read, but many people who voted out actually regret their decision. Of course, of course. And this is not as simple as like, okay, let's be British about this. Let's sit mm. down and have a nice cup of tea and sort it all out. That's not going to happen. I think it will. Um, it will sort itself out. Remember, we've gone through times of financial hardship before like many, many times, mm -hmm. and we've always gotten out of it, and things ended but, up being all right. But we're in a, a globalized world. We mm. rely on trade. Yeah, we can yeah. still trade with, uh, with who? countries within Europe. We can trade with uh, Japan. Okay, I think we're South ignoring Korea. the biggest issue at the moment is that we receive so much funding from Europe. We receive billions, for what? For what? billions for plenty of things. It costs us a, a load of money. The British film industry, uh, university research, theatre, sport, R&D projects, community projects. Doesn't it cost something like £350 million pounds a week to be part of... Uh, 
Who told you that? Uh, that figures, was on Nigel are Farage's big, yeah, website. Well, are you, well, what can I say? <laughs> Look, I don't know what the exact figure is, but every time I've searched the figure, Didn't there he? is a net loss of money coming out but of the treasury from Nigel the UK. Farage call immigrants and asylum seekers cockroaches? Yes, he yes, did. So how, can you, how can you rely on this piece Look, of information? Uh, I don't agree still, with him for everything. Yeah, but course. he still receives an EU salary. Um, pension mm-hmm. does he not isn't that hypocritical it is very hypocritical you know i think you're talking about figures that is produced by individuals who blame all the plights the british society's problems on immigrants and i feel that that's very misleading that is a propaganda to divert the public's attention from real issues issues like the lack of job opportunities, the decline in um, Mm. funding to schools, to the NHS and so forth. And I feel like this whole Brexit drama is just a distraction from real issues issues. that Britain are facing. What what real issues? The social decline, the economic decline. What do you mean by social decline? NHS as well. NHS is declining. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's going to get worse. You know, all that money that we're saving from not being part of the EU, we can can pump it into the NHS. No, No, that's not going to happen. You know that's not going to happen. It may not happen, but we have the opportunity to put it into place. The doctors are going, the nurses are going. they They don't want to come here anymore because... European workers, we're losing so many staff at the moment. The NHS is falling Um, deeper and deeper into decline. I mean, I have a friend who's a nurse and who was telling me that right now the NHS relies on exporting nurses from overseas, but at the same time, they're cutting funding to UK nurses to train. So explain to me how that works, you know. Okay, like I said, it's going to be interesting how we're going to economically balance the situation with the NHS. clearly and they're still relying on foreign working yes, forces. Well, yeah, of course. Obviously, like uh, the foreigners that are there now, if they've got a visa, they can still work, right? We're not saying just because we're Brexiting out of Europe that we're going to deport all of the foreigners. But why make it more complicated? Yes. What do you mean? How is you that know, more complicated? Why make it more complicated? You know, why? Like, why? What do you mean? Like, how is it complicated? It's not actually that complicated. Every other country if in the world operates com- in this manner. If it's not that complicated, why have we not got a deal, a sensible deal that makes sense? Like I said... Because it's impossible. It's not impossible. It's it just is. the way Theresa May has been working this thing has been suboptimal. Do you know what I mean? There's always a solution. There's always a mathematical formula to actually get the best deal. And she's just negotiating, and this is on her, you know? We, you know, we have to accept that we are Brexiting. Do you know what I mean? And then think of, rather than look at the problems, think of the solutions. How are we going to deal with it? Like, the the majority, not the majority, people who couldn't vote, Mm -hmm. the younger generation, they're not happy about this. Really? They wanted to vote. They wanted to have a say. They want a future in Europe. But they, they're too they young are, to vote. Yeah, they're, but they're not d- smart they're, enough. They don't no, have the mental they capacity. Aware, yes, they do. Because they are, <laughs> they are aware of the, the bigger issues at hand and they want to stay in Europe. And we're, you know, we're taking that chance away from them to have a better future, more opportunities, the freedom to live, work and retire mm-hmm. in Europe. I mean, you might be paying £350 million a week according to you but there are benefits that you can't ignore like the freedom to work travel within european continent what's the um, age of voting in uk sorry also britain 
Six, no, eighteen. It's eighteen. Yeah. Let's let's just have. I think 18, for lo yeah. for local elections is sixteen or mm -hmm. central uh, government is eighteen. 18 yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what was that? What was it's that it's eighteen for UK. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, w I was t I was talking earlier on about social decline. There's yeah. no funding to projects, no, youth not. projects, there's social not. projects. There's a rise in knife crimes in the UK. Knife crime has there always been a massive... No, but there I, I don't has been a significant, increase, a significant increase in the recent years, especially. I don't think that's got anything to do with Brexit. But it will, it will, it will have worse. an impact, though, yeah. because all we're, all the, where's all the funding going? Where's all the money going? Where is all the money now going to go? Towards okay, what? okay. Let's break down where what this funding is about because remember there is still a net loss of income from the UK because of being part of 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 Europe, right? It's a fact. It's just we don't know exactly how much, right? So, like we can still get it from the treasury. It's just is it optimal? Do you know what I mean? But this funding that you speak about, what kind of um, projects are being funded? Okay, well, as you know, I will talk about university research. Yeah. The UK cannot match that funding. Mm. We receive billions from Europe, and it gives researchers the opportunities to, well, to form partnerships all over the world and do cutting-edge research. And the UK leads on so many different projects and angles because of the research the money they get from Europe. I've come from the funding sector. I know that the UK government cannot match that funding. Okay, that's fine. But aren't there alternative methods of getting that funding? No, no. Maybe you're not just thinking. No, about like it for properly. example, the funding that comes from America. That's difficult enough for American researchers to get. What makes you think they're going to now start funding? British researchers. Okay, forget about the um, getting it from governments. How about getting it from industry? That what, might work. But that also comes from Europe as well. It I can mean, come from anywhere, really. It can, yeah. but it's as I said, it's all interconnected. It's all interrelated. Like mm -hmm. Rolls-Royce, for example, is the University of Bir Birmingham's biggest funder. Mm -hmm. But they also have strong partnerships with Europe, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I mean, with no, without being disrespectful, but that industry, industry itself they leave in the UK because it's becoming yes. costly for them to be operating from the UK once it leaves the United Kingdom. Yeah, but it's a brilliant I mean, the opportunity Union, to, to rethink our strategies, so, to, to fire up our industry all so over again. So what will the UK now lead on? Okay, for example, if we do Brexit, yeah. what is the UK going to lead on independently well, uh, as a sovereign well, we're, nation? We're, we're, we're a service nation. We service <laughs> things. <laughs> Like what? What are we exactly going to lead on? Come on. Okay. Well, there's probably many things. Uh, also, I just can't um, think of them right now. You, um, you also said we want to retain our independence. Mm -hmm. I mean, the UK is the only, probably one of the only European countries who did not change their currency yeah. to the euro. Exactly. So obviously, yes. you have a say. You have an influence in mm -hmm. the European Union. So don't say that you're a victim. If you might, if you get my drift, mm -hmm. and also you talked about funding. If British, if the British government does not have money to fund schooling, which is more important than research, do you think they'll have money to fund research? Well, at the end of the day, look, even Speci even if sorry to interject, special educational needs students mm -hmm. 
are losing on funding. We're talking about severely identified students who are losing their statements mm. and being pushed to mainstream schooling because there's no money available for them. Now, you're telling me that same government is willing to spend money on research, which they probably think is irrelevant. Look, at the end of the day, um, how the UK gets its GDP is, um, is beyond my scope do you know what i mean i i, I don't exactly know but there are income streams perfect example of a brexiteer there who doesn't know <laughs> yeah okay let's put it this way right this my whole thing is the sovereign nation right now i know lots of bengali people in england mm -hmm. right and almost all of them uh get this remainers which i don't freaking understand okay because of this one thing right ask those same people would you rather have Bangladesh ruled by Pakistan? And most of them, in fact, probably all of them will be like, hell no, I'd rather have no, but we Bangladesh have, we as have an independent rights. nation. We have rights within Europe. We're part We've of got the largest, rights within England. We are part no. of the largest membership of 28 countries. Of a we fundamentally... Have access, we have access to a number of things. It's not divide and rule. It's, it's, it's a fundamentally racist organisation. Isn't everything? Isn't the, isn't the UK now e becoming even more... It's legitimised racism. Maybe UK was always racist, but the point but is we can become less racist no, by getting we, out of no, Europe. No, we won't. We, no, we because the, ra the, the hate crimes are on the rise. Yeah. That's got nothing After to Brexit. do with Brexit. After Brexit, yes, it has. After Brexit, there was an increase in hate crimes to do with race, and people were using Brexit, get out of our country, get out. Brexit legitimised their voice to be racist. Mm, yes, sure. it did. I'm not yes, sure about I that. Think you're Absolutely. No, I agree with Homer. Definitely. Really? Definitely. It has increased the in numbers. Racism, hate crime, Islamophobia, you name it. Um, I think the example that you use, you use is inaccurate because you're insinuating that a whole country is just being ruled by <laughs> an institution yes no it's not yes, i mean it is. the uk has its own independent parliament which um allows of the course. passing of laws we are just a partnership we're in a partnership which we are there to serve but also to benefit if you understand my okay. drift but now what britain is doing is isolating themselves economically and socially etc etc okay well let's that's just one thing also if the government provided reasonable reasons why we should leave the United Kingdom, I would respect the decision to leave the Euro European Union. They've, they've but given. they are they blaming didn't. the rise of poverty, the rise of lack of employment opportunities on immigrants when immigrants have no role to play in that issue. Mm. Okay, I'll, I'll just put this out there. It's, I think it's a shame that the right wing and all the far right racists decided to hijack the Brexit campaign. But not high, well, not hijack. They had Nigel Farage supporting yeah, them. Yeah, he, he, Remember he his cockroach them. statement? Yeah, Remember yeah. his posters showing a whole load of sure, sure, immigrants? Sure, sure, no, sure. I, I get it, I get it, right. And all of the racists decide to vote Brexit. And what this has done is like this made all of the rest of the, uh, the liberals take the other side automatically without even thinking about what all of this means do you know what i mean i don't think much uh or many people in the uk are 
particularly politically savvy. Do you know what I mean? They're quite reactionary. They're quite emotional. They know a few things about politics, but they're not like they're not economists or anything but like that. Do you know what I mean? I I I fully understand why that is happening because people's opportunities are restricted. You know, for example, um, if you're talking about political literacy, if people are um, let's just say young, younger people, the upcoming generation, a lot of their funding has been cut. Um, access to higher education mm-hmm. is reduced now. Mm-hmm. So if children or younger, the upcoming generation do not receive the ad- adequate education that they deserve, ultimately you'll end up with a new generation who is, who is not able to engage politically, but are rather, but are rather controlled by anxiety, the anxiety to secure jobs, to secure a better livelihood. And when people are anxious about their own living conditions, they are not thinking straight, particularly if governments are using this to manipulate the wider public to serve their own political mm-hmm. needs, which I believe right now is just the elites trying to stay elite and keeping the other people out of the game. Of course. That's what it is. Okay, right. Um, what do you think about Turkey not being given a place within the EU? I think it's racist. Exactly. Yeah. However, and we are not Turks. We, we are, are Brits. I'm just saying. I'm just saying Turkey hasn't been given a spot. And so we could basically say that this is racism. So why should England be part of that? Surely that would but give England, all of the racists but England, that little but England bit of is them. E- is e- now equally racist how is that, what I, think, is that okay, I think it job? always has Le- been yeah it always has been but I think we're missing the big point here that br- the Brexit vote as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned was voted on immigration yes yeah yeah of course of which course. was a very inaccurate actually it's not just immigration it's also about um, you know the right for self-determination but you are already determining yourself you vote for your government every four no, years no but we can't vote out those people in Europe. Do you know what I mean? When they pass a law and UK has to follow it, like regardless of whether 90% of the people agree or disagree. What kind of law? Give me an example. Okay, for instance, um, uh, cameras, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm into cameras. So I'm always going to use cameras as an example. There was an EU law stating that anything which can record video for more than 30 minutes is going to be classed as a camcorder or a video camera and it will be taxed at a higher bracket than all the other sort of still cameras, right? Now, with digital cameras, all of them can record video. So as a result, rather than making, um, you know, like uh, two different types of camera, like one for the rest of the world and one for the EU, all the cam- camera manufacturers decided, you know what, 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 what we're going to do is we're going to hamstring our cameras so that it can only record up to 30 minutes at a time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you, they basically forced the, the industry to produce inferior cameras. Now, from what I understand, that law has now uh, is, is, is gone scrapped. now. Yeah, is, is you don't have that law, but for the longest time, and we're talking right up until um, at some point last year that this was the law. But... but so that's it's an example. Not, you wanted an example, and I gave you one. It's not life and death, 
situation. Yeah. Well, though, it is, is for it? some it's people. Not it's, really. it's important. It's not. That's not any okay. reason to let, really let come out of Europe. It, it is though. It is. It is because they ruined the digital photography industry <laughs> to <laughs> the point. I to the point. No, no, no. This is No, this is important. This is important, right? Because um, there's so many people out there that had to spend about a thousand pounds more just so that they can have a second video camera purely because of this stupid law. Do you know what I mean? I mean, if you can afford to pay that extra thousand pounds, that means you're a privileged person. Yes. Perhaps. You know, like or perhaps you, you saved up and you scraped and you saved <laughs> no, and you I had like it. Raymond. So and that's <laughs> no reason to. Yeah. Is that why you voted Brexit? No, I voted <laughs> not, so that I could be independent. It's not something that threatens your well-being. You but also you are independent though. You do... You have are independent. You have more independence within Europe. I Believe don't me. Know. I don't know. It's, they rule you. Okay, put it like this. If um, some aliens came, right? But we're a membership, though. This is a membership. And we, we, we voted out. It's like, thank you, see ya, goodbye. Do you know what I mean? It's well, fine. Who voted Britain out? The British public. Because based on, on misinformation, based on lies and based on lies and misinformation, and the Remainers probably lied as well about what. <laughs> but at least about they did stuff. not. Like what, okay, what was the whole remaining argument? Hang on a that second. That you'd have funding. Sorry. Lies. Wait, <laughs> but we do get funding though, not lies. <laughs> <laughs> but I may add. Go on. The Remainers were not <laughs> misinformed, at least. No, and you are. guys I were. I think they were. I wasn't misinformed. I did all of my research. Um, nothing is a surprise to me. You know? What was I going to say? Aliens, right? <laughs> if aliens came down. <laughs> right? Okay. And they came to your hometown. And they basically said, okay, right. From here on in, right, we'll give these, you these nice space trinkets. And they're really cool. Like They do all these like cool things, right? But the caveat was that you take these space trinkets, but they own you. Like, wherever you go, they monitor you. No, they do not. No, no, no. Okay. Would you accept this? You'd have a better quality of life. Star Trek and the United, no, no. United Federation and whatever it is. You'd have a better quality of life with these space trinkets, right? Okay, this is weird. <laughs> this is getting weird. But you're owned by these aliens. Would you, would you so accept that? So you, you, you don't want to be controlled by Europe, but you want to be controlled by the UK government then. Uh, I don't like to be controlled by Which anyone. they will. They will. Mean? Of course they will. Every I, government will control their people yeah, but to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, so what is then what is the the benefits of I, that then I, you're just removing one no, layer of but control. you're saying but you're you're saying you don't want to be controlled by europe because europe is the big bad whatever but yeah. you want but what if europe is that big brother who will protect you from against who harm? i remember uh, many years ago there was a case about a muslim girl who was not allowed to wear a jilbab mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Brit the high court in britain ruled against her mm -hmm. She took, she took the case to the European court, court yeah. and she won. she won. So perhaps this is an umbrella to protect your rights. I there know. are things which are, there are rights which are not mentioned in the English law, but they are yeah. present in the European constitution. Okay. So there is some kind of political protection that are mm -hmm. linked to being part of the EU. Now, the last time I checked, France uh, are taking a very militant stance on people wearing a headscarf, and they've even forcibly removed headscarves. And this is coming from the police. Which proves that France 
even though it's part of the EU, still it's, it's a country that is self-determined, right? Well, I don't know. I think the but EU had the, the that, EU that, probably had like uh, you know some good things to say about France. No, that, on that proves point. that even the EU cannot really meddle in the affairs of a state. Well, I don't know. I'm not convinced. You I, I just don't want to be. No, but that's a really good point Salma has made. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was. Perhaps yes, it, it was. was. <laughs> okay, but anyway, going back to our alien if, thing. If a, a member country is going against the fundamentals outlined in the European Constitution, it shows that even though we are part of this big bad organization, we still have some kind of mm -hmm. political autonomy. Okay, here's another thing. Do you think Britain can uh, recover economically? You know, the pound is, is steady. Everyone's saying it's going down. The pound is steady. You know, the, uh, the value of the pound has, has remained constant it, for it a might, long it time. It might do. It might do. But how long will it take? It's not going to be overnight. It's not going to happen anytime soon. And that is going to frustrate the British public. I, th I think struggle is, is a good thing. I think it's very character building. I think we should all go through <laughs> struggle. Uh, and is this, I really don't is see this that happening. Um, <laughs> we're talking about our country with people. Yeah. Not, yeah. A, you know, a boot camp for building apps and stuff you know no, no, no. this is this is what what's going to happen right mm. we're going to get out of europe there may or may not be um any economic there will re be. repercussions there, will be. there could be but at the end of the day it's an opportunity to open up uh the with a tory government with whoever I like we're going to open up our trading doors with places like america places like japan south korea even africa you know how mineral-rich the what's, Democratic what's the Republic of what's Congo... What's the evidence? Like, can you provide me with evidence? Evidence of what? So what we want all that... Okay, okay. My evidence is, if you look at Switzerland, they're doing economically perfectly. And they're not even part of the EU. You can't they don't compare. need funding. You can't compare. Funding. You can't what do you mean? You can't compare. Of course, Some I just did. Right. You can't. can't compare. They, they don't operate the same way as the United Kingdom. Why? They're completely different. How? You know that. How? In many different ways. How? You tell me, how are they the same then? They're the same. They've In what got way? people. They've got universities. <laughs> they have industry. No, two different. They've two got different. people. They have they've got universities. They have industry. No. They have and that's completely it. Completely political, social, economic everything, context. Diversity. S everything. Switzerland yeah. is a smaller country yeah. with a long history of having a strong banking um, industry, mm -hmm. which provides a mm. lot of leverages to its people. The UK has a strong banking history. I do not history. see a current leadership able to achieve that. The current leadership is busy trying to fight each other for the chair more than you know caring about the public yeah yeah that's cool why can't we be a switzerland because the country right now is ru is ruled by elitists exactly okay. who yeah, are disconnected from the public yeah they don't yeah. okay they're disengaged are you saying the that the british public don't have the capability to get themselves out of a rut is that what you're saying with the current climate, yes, they can't. Because what you're talking about is poor health service, mm. poor schooling, poor education, lack mm. of opportunities. When people don't have access to these such basic services, they're anxious about other things rather than political engagement. You, you know? know, I think this conversation has just highlighted one thing. I think me, as a Brexiteer, yeah. has much more faith in the British public... <laughs> Than the <laughs> Remainers, you know? 
No, we're not. We're no, not. We're not. Yeah, you're like no, you're like no. oh, British people can't do that. They need bailouts. They need this. They need that. It's like no. I actually think you have a reductionist view of them. I don't even know what reductionist view means. Reductionist is called simplistic view. You have you a very basic view. You do not take yeah. into account the variables that surround humans. You know, humans. Have you heard not of aliens? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's easy for you to talk because we're not in Britain right now. Yeah. We have secure jobs. Mm-hmm. We have access to healthcare. We're we able have access to, to fantastic services yes. out here. So you know, we, we can't we're compare. Not, we're not exposed to the variables that people are being exposed to back home, you know, which can influence their perception of reality. At the end of the day, um, we used to be independent a then, long time ago. It wasn't that it long was. ago. What was it, 1970s it was. or 1960s? It's like we're in a different world now. A completely uh, w- when, different when world. When was it? When did, the, uh, when did Britain become part of this? Like, because it used to be called the EEC, EEC wasn't it? Yeah. A economic European Economic, economic community. community. Was it called something else before? I forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. But it was sometime, I think, in the late 60s or early 70s. Britain was thriving. Yeah, but it's a different economic era. It's changed. We can change it back. We had how? Okay, first how? of all, like we've got to develop ourselves, right? How are we going to do that when okay, the nation well, is so divided, the rise in nationalism? Inequality, how? social inequality. Yeah, okay, how is well, it going to now just going to pull together to get through this in a very we'll typically find British a way? There's, way. There's, always, like, there's always a way. Right, basically, you just got to look at the treasury, right? Mm-hmm. The amount of money that we have, like the GDP per capita and what have you, right? And then think, okay, well, what's the best way to spend it? Obviously, we need to start investing a hell of a lot more into industry, right? But, but we've got the world's best. Uh, we've got the world's best universities. Do you know what I mean? We have the world's best minds. We've just got to put those minds into action. Like, are you telling me it's beyond <laughs> the wit of man? Majority of funding does come from the EU. It Not doesn't come from the British government. I mean, you have to trust her. She's in the field. So <laughs> she, she would know better, right? Look, yeah. it, it has come f- since the 1970s. It's, it's come from the, the EU. All right, cool. What about before that? In the 1950s and before, in the 1800s, who had the best universities? Yeah, but again, we're living in a completely different world now. We're, I swear it's the okay. number of universities were fewer then, right? Like yeah, probably because we've got all those crappy t- polytechnics and things out okay, the, that are now calling themselves to these polytechnics and they came out perfectly <laughs> fine. You know, they came out perfectly fine because they lived in an area that was like p- deprived, and they, because of the variables around them, could only make it to a polytechnic. Okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying there's polytechnics and there's I universities. Th- I still want to know what is the UK going to lead on after Brexit. Okay, How well, are they going to position themselves? Well, there are many things. First of all, <laughs> we are the world leader when it comes to <laughs> Formula One. <laughs> okay, and how does that create job opportunities for the youth? Oh, well, we market the hell. How out does of that it. tackle social inequality, the rise in crime? Well, crime, I think, is knife crime. Knife crime. Okay, what we could do is ban There's all knives. There's not enough police about that? funding. Okay, huh? no, There's there not enough police funding. Yeah, you know. yeah, we've got, we've got economic issues. I'm not saying that we don't, but we've always had economic issues, even when we were part of the EU. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, say, I'm not saying that Lee staying in the EU, EU will miraculously mm. um, help the nation to yeah. be 
stable. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, if it's currently like this, mm-hmm. I, I think and I suspect it'll get worse after we leave the EU. Interestingly, wasn't um, the European Union Hitler's wet dream? (laughs) (laughs) I do not recall that. Okay, because he took over Poland, right? Poland would have been much better under Germany's rule, right? Mm -hmm. He took over France. In fact, they willingly gave over their country to to Adolf Hitler. Here you go. Here's, here's, Here's the keys to the land, right? (laughs) And it was... uh, Hitler's gone... Yeah, he's gone, gone he's gone. But he unified massive parts no, of Europe, didn't he? it was through it? force and colonization. Mm. Okay, well, that's what UK did, didn't they? Let's yeah, but it. then we're not, we're not, the UK is not colonizing countries anymore, are they? Not anymore. They are in a partnership called the EU. You can't compare oranges and apples. You can't. No, you can't. Okay, let's just get back to the point. Wasn't Hitler's <laughs> vision a unified Europe? Yeah, because it was a vision of an evil mind doesn't make the idea itself evil. So especially would you if say, it's based through peace and, you know, common sense. Okay, so would you say that Hitler won the war? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if he I won d- the war. I don't care. <laughs> it does not make any difference as long as we have social e- equality, mm-hmm. we have access to funding, we have decent healthcare, education, there's no economic dec- decline, we're fine. Whether it, w- it belonged to Mother Teresa or to Hitler, it does not make any difference. You know, I, I think it speaks volumes. Like, um, there are a lot of Brexiteers who remain Brexiteers even with the impending doom of economic recession, right? Like, I know it's going to happen. I'm still a Brexiteer. That's because... The You're a Brexiteer who lives in the United the Arab, Arab Emirates. Emirates. Yes, correct. Yes. For You're the not. next ten years. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Problem. <laughs> and I think your arguments are not strong enough because you keep on saying like, They're brilliant. You you throw in comparisons that just do not hold any credibility. They they hold lots of credibility. <laughs> okay. the, the the best thing about Brexit I find is that um, <laughs> even though the pound has now um, basically gone into stasis, it's not going really up or down. It used to be worth um, I, I think mean, something like six and a half, seven and a half, seven and a half. Yeah, there yeah, was so a time every pound was worth seven and a half dirhams, and now mm, it's four point eight. Seven or eight. Yeah. So four, yeah, something like four point eight. Mm-hmm. So um, my dirhams are worth more, uh, and I'm enjoying that <laughs> massive advantage. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, the idea itself may not be bad, but how people presented it to the public was very misleading, and it was very, you know, yeah, it was based on fallacy. And what mm. really annoyed me was what's his name, Michael? Was it Michael Gove? Yeah, oh, I remember Michael in Gove, one of the goodness. discussions they had on Question Time, um, he made this. He was basically rallying the public. He made this statement saying, "Oh, the British public are fed up of experts," and the, the, everyone clapped. <laughs> but they're experts. They know what they're talking about. This is the rhetoric that comes mm. from the Tory government. Mm-hmm. They come up with these little sidelines, these little one-liners to rally 
yeah. to rally the British public, but they don't know what they're talking about. Experts know what they're talking about. That's why they're called Do experts. They? Do they? I, d- yes. I, I have lost all faith in es- experts ever <laughs> since I was a child. And let me explain why. <laughs> Are right. you not an expert in your field? <laughs> okay, can you please explain what happened? Okay, well, when I was a child, I remember, and this is when I was like eight years old or whenever, they, they told me and they told the entire school and the entire nation <laughs> that in 25 years... All oil will run out, okay. right? 30 years later, I'm still around and there's still tons of oil. <laughs> Therefore, um, I, I don't believe in experts. But the sky why, is falling. Why does that does not apply to the same people the that same are propagating Brexit? Why, At the end of why the day, these experts are more credible mm. than our experts then? At the end of the day, all economics is is a massive guessing game. It's like thinking, okay, well, this thing ought to happen because of this. But at the end of the day, people are just guessing. Projections, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, like, if, if it was like a hard science, there would be no recessions ever. But there are because people mess up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I don't trust financial experts. They know more about finance than I do. But at the end of the day historically they've messed up regularly you you want to do trade with the united states of america correct well who who do not believe in climate change who do not believe in this is happening whereas the eu the Mm -hmm. uk is a part of the eu at the moment the eu leads on climate change i'm glad you've mentioned that because you happen to be speaking to a scientist (laughs) <laughs> Who does not believe in climate change? No, no, no. I do not believe in uh, the impact of man-made climate change. Okay, so I'm not saying the climate hasn't changed. Climate is constantly changing. But there is absolutely zero evidence, zero evidence that the climate is changing as a result of man-made uh, intervention. But the point is the EU... With, with the UK, it's a global campaign. Mm. They're united in yeah. this, whereas the Uni- USA, they are not united. This yeah. is my point, that Europe is united Climate- in these things. Climate change is half horseshit anyway. Like if well, we climate re- change, safer communities, okay. R&D, they're united. Also, um, they're, you're protected by a lot of these European, European regulations to protect your health. Yes. I mean, there yeah. are things which are not approved in Europe, but like they are what? approved in the US. In, yeah, exactly. Like and what? Like what? Like what? Certain additives in food. Like the chicken fiasco at the moment. Certain methods of, yeah. you know, growing um, livestock, livestock and stuff. Yes. Mm. There are strict regulations in Europe which protect your health mm. ultimately, mm. but such things do not exist in the United States. Mm. As far as I'm concerned, I could be wrong. However, so my point is, you are safer being with a group of, you know... Like-minded like you know, people. within a partnership rather than being in a country that is self-determined, very isolated, who could do anything to you, particularly a country that is run by elitists disengaged from the public's interests. The, the country has always been run by elitists. Yes, but elitists who are part of a partnership that could potentially help you. Look, at the end of the day, right, We've got a plan. Okay, let me give you an example. What is that plan? Okay. That plan. Okay, let, let that give, plan. Uh, okay, let's hear Sorry Salman's example. Let me give you an yeah. example. Would you, what is the, what's better, being married to an abusive man, but living with, a, with your parents in the same house, or living with an abusive man alone, without other people's protection? What's more severe? 
Hmm. Well, I don't know wh- where you're getting this abusive man from <laughs> and how this... Or potentially abusive man. A, a, an abusive spouse, basically. Yeah. Um, or husband. Uh, sorry. Yeah. What's more severe? Well, in, in your case, it would be alone. But in, in the case of the UK, there is no abusive man. Potentially. Who? Potentially. Who? What if they pass things like maybe anti-terrorism laws and mm. um, they take away your privacy and, you know. If they're going to do they, that, it's going to come from Europe. Remember, we are from ruled Europe. by common laws. Yeah. It's, it's most likely going to come from Europe rather than Britain. We do not have a constitution. You know, because we, ca- we can vote these things in or out now. But Whereas if, the if, if Europe decide, you know what, we're doing this, you've got to roll with it. You've got to roll with it. That's not democracy. Do you know what I mean? That's dictatorship. Yeah, but the UK has a greater influence within Europe. They do not have that same influence outside of Europe. Sorry to say that, but it's true. We may not, but... We're talking it, about trade and industry. What hmm. industry do we have? What industry? We've got I mean, aerospace industry. Which We've got um, uh, a lot of um, pharmaceutical companies that work within uh, the UK. Which benefit from EU regulations. Yes. And if we lose these EU regulations, well, we have a lot of these companies are willing to go. Okay, so for example, the Dyson, for example. <laughs> for Lord Dyson. Dyson, that's biggest, a classic British company. Yeah, they, they said values. they're leaving the UK. Who are leaving? They, he, Lord Dyson said himself, we are going to Singapore. Nice. <laughs> how? We can, how? Open a, how? we can open a trade So that is industry. Singapore. That yeah. is industry. Okay. British anyway. industry leaving the UK because of this. Yeah, one example. A bri- one a example. Bro- one Brexit. Example. A bro- by the way, Lord Dyson was for leaving Europe. And yes. now he's one of the first to leave the United Kingdom. Yeah, he's getting old. He's Take getting away bit yeah. <laughs> a, a major <laughs> European, uh, British institution and move it abroad. Do you think about, think about the number of job losses or the opportunities that will go with it? So ultimately, all these people that are talking about leaving Europe, blah, 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 they're disengaged from the public interest. Yeah. I'm a firm believer of survival of the fittest, you know? Like, um, so but the UK is not fit enough. It, of course it is. You yeah, just said yourself ridiculous. that Dyson was old and senile. He's yeah. a Brexiteer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. All, um, the majority of the Brexiteers old and senile. No, no. Dyson, after he decided, you know, I'm out of here, you know, he just got a little bit older, isn't it? It's, it's old age. <laughs> He could I'm a biologist, trust can. me. He I doesn't have everything. to move his company, you know. <laughs> he probably has billions of people running it for him. Okay. I, forgot, I was going to say something. I, I forgot my train of thought now. But um, ultimately, it comes down to we're going to be in a position where we're going to have to think, okay, well, what's going to happen to us financially? And we're going to figure it out. And that's it. We'll figure it out. Who's going to figure it out? Because you don't, you don't trust the experts. Yeah. <laughs> the, to- yeah, the Tory correct. government made that very clear. Uh-huh. We do not trust experts, and the public doesn't either. So, who is going to figure it out if we collectively, as a country, we'll figure it without out without oh, experts? Going back to um, the pharmacy, this is what I was going to say about the pharmaceutical companies and things. Um, there's something called uh, EP, European Pharmacopoeia, and there's something called BP. British pharmacopoeia. So obviously, if you're going to be a pharmaceutical company within England, it will just work within the, the BP guidelines, which actually probably coincide uh, with the 
E. Yeah, with the EP and the USP as well. I think they're all kind of, they're all very similar. So I think in terms of that, it won't really. So just remind me, under Brexit, if and when, or if we do leave Europe, what's going to happen with the immigration laws? This is up to the UK public to decide. Is it the UK public? I thought yeah, they well already the did decide, though, well, didn't they? It's the government, isn't it? <laughs> they'll, they'll decide. The government will decide what they'll do. And, and then that there'll be some kind of weird vote. And if, if, it's, uh, if it's voted for, then you know, that's what because happens. Because it was one on immigration. And yeah, same government, Absolutely. the same government that does not know what they're doing. They left an entire institution, mm. an institution that played a major economic and social role yeah, yeah, sure. in the country, decided to leave it without knowing where they're heading. I trust that government very much. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, look, mm. it's up to if the British public decide, you know what, we're going to do this, this and this in terms of immigration. All right, cool. It's not like they're going to deport everyone that's been that's got a UK passport. Do you know what I mean? Right, because that will cause some kind of massive civil war, most likely. Right, what they're going to do is make it much harder for people to come into the country without having ever been a British citizen before in their life. I think that's fair. Like every other country has this How? this right. So How? why should we? Um, Say that, but okay, you do you realize the the British government receive funding for so-called immigrants and yeah. asylum seekers. Yeah. They make money from this. Well, I don't know about making. They money. they do. They How receive. Much money they they do get. They actually get funding. How for much? It. I don't know the you figures, know the but fix. they get funding for it. And, yeah, and we and we don't accept a lot. We I think our country is the one that doesn't accept. It doesn't accept a very low percentage. Mm -hmm. It's not like Germany. Yeah, yeah, but okay, at the end of the day, it's like this. Whatever they want to do, it's their right to do it. You can't deny a government their right to govern their own country. Yes, that's fine. Do you know what but I mean? But don't, tell, don't misinform the public. Yeah. And In what way? Don't this? lie to Don't the lie to them and say that all your problems are going to be solved by kicking people out from the country. Listen, this is going to be... Immigration a is not Britain's greatest problem. Of no. course not. It's not Britain's of course. greatest okay, problem. Okay, well, okay, let's just get down to this one thing. What was the lie that was told about Brexit? Well, the 350 million for a start. <laughs> I, I don't even know that's a lie, to be honest. It was it, a lie. It seems like the only, uh, like like the only sensible figure on the internet. Hmm? It sounds a bit exaggerated, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, no, no one said, no, that's a lie at the time. Not even the Remainers were saying, no, because that, that, that's, that's nonsense. <laughs> Everyone just went with it. So I'm assuming... No, you can't just go... You just can't go with it. That was what... That's what um, the Remainers Brexit, knew, that's knew. what Brexit. That's what they were leading their campaign on. This, this 350 million mm -hmm. a week yeah. figure. So how much does it actually cost? I don't know. No, no one know. seems to know. So everyone was like... Uh, and this is something that obviously someone has knowledge over do you know what i mean there's someone in the uk that knows exactly how much it costs to be part of europe and it's not and that disclosed. person isn't disclosing their information but there's a reason why there's a very good reason why if the government knew that it was for their benefit they would have disclosed it don't you agree well i think if the government's got something to hide they're going to hide it do you know what I mean? Okay, so maybe which, this 350 million pounds. Wow. Okay. You know, maybe this 350 million pounds a week is is accurate. Maybe it isn't. But at the end of the day, no one has come out 
Um, it's not something to be proud of, no, though, is I'm, it? Exactly. This is what I'm saying. It's not something to be proud of. This thing is costing us money. But these, these so-called facts and figures, that's just going to continue under Brexit. Look, at the end of the day... They're just all going to lie to the public all politicians again and again. Lie. But... That, but you just admitted that it could be all a potential... You, you gotta potentially make me, that these things are lies. You've got to let me make my point, though. Sorry. And my point is this, right? Whatever it is, whatever figure it is, right? They came out with a figure... The other side, the Remainers, were so incompetent, they couldn't even come up with a counter-argument. They couldn't. They didn't do it. Therefore, they deserve to lose. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be such a dumbass and not come up with a counter-figure... What about the 15 million who wanted to vote but were not able to? They wanted to remain in Europe, talking about under-18s here. Well, they're not allowed to vote. No, but what about their voices? Well, you know, because the Brexiteers, the, the old and senile, they will have kicked the bucket. That's fine. And That's fine. What? If you've got the right to vote, you vote. If you don't have the right to vote, well, no, too they bad. still have a voice. They're though. so they young. They're voice. so young and mentally immature. Maybe <laughs> they were just made the wrong decisions. The same discussion yesterday that <laughs> someone could be under the age of consent, but which be mature enough to make decisions, right? It could be, but like <laughs> right now, we've never found that to be true. You know, we haven't we haven't spoken about Northern Ireland yet, have we? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, Northern Ireland needs. Uh, I do not recognise. Northern Ireland as part of Britain. I recognise it as part Ooh. of Ireland. Yes. Okay, spoken like a true Brexiteer. Exactly. You know, Ireland is for the Irish. But Do aren't you know they what British I mean? themselves? Aren't they British? They're Irish. No, but they're... Well, legally. the Northern Irish come under the blanket of British, right? The, the Republic of Ireland, yeah. Irish, they're just Irish, aren't they? Therefore... They're still British. Are they? The Northern Is, Irish. No, no, I, th I think... No, no, the... Oh, I'm talking about the Republic of Ireland. No, obviously... They're not British, are they, technically? I mean, legally, no, they're not. Exactly. Politically. But the Northern, Ir Northern Ireland people, yes, they are Brits. Um, Britain took Northern Ireland by force and they starved a whole load of people doing it. <laughs> They're wankers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it you know it, it doesn't really belong to us we stole it, it it's to, for the Irish people I don't know how what Irish people feel about like I don't know like Belfast is in Northern Ireland isn't it I don't know how someone from Belfast feels about their country being part of Britain I really don't because I, I've not really spoken to them about political matters so I don't know but I know for sure if I was from Belfast I would consider myself to be Irish rather than British. Because from what I understand, there was some kind of massive... Like, you know that Irish potato famine? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was exacerbated by the British. They ca pretty much caused it to happen. So how, is and this <laughs> <laughs> how does this justify, Do you know what I mean? justify Brexit? It justifies Brexit because every country should be independent. That's what I'm saying. Okay, can I, I'll, let, me, I'll, let me throw this at you, yeah? yeah? If you were the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom right now, what would you do? How would you guide the, the, the country through this crisis? Through Brexit? Yeah. 
well, I'd come up with a massive deal, which will, you know, the mother with of who? all deals. With With, who? with, with South Trump? Korea. South Korea. <laughs> with America, yes, of course. With uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, Congo. Africa. Yeah, Africa. Well, are you being racist now? No, Africa's uh, not good enough no. for you. No, DRC, okay. <laughs> the DRC, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and sometimes what I, when I'm put into difficult situations, I wonder what my namesake, Robert Mugabe, would do. And uh, <laughs> I usually take that. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Anyway. we've got what Mugabe. <laughs> what would he do? Honestly, I don't know. I'd have to call him up and say, Robert, my friend. <laughs> What would you do in this situation? And he'd probably kick out all the white farmers. But I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not going to kick out all of the white farmers from England because... The country that, will be empty. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. But what I would... Seriously, what I would do is I would open up trade, trading doors with, um, you know, places like Singapore, Japan, South Korea. Um, not China because they're wankers. Um, <laughs> And America. (laughs) Okay. Okay, fair enough. That sounds like a good plan. But if you're a smart person, wouldn't you have made sure that you built these relations before you leave (laughs) the only safety net? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, If if I had the foresight. But ultimately, you know... It hasn't Which happened that way. We gotta take. China is too busy making uh, making their deals with Pakistan at the moment. Really? Of course, because yeah. of the port. They're uh, not interested in the UK. What has the UK got oh, to offer China? Shame on Pakistan is all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> all countries are lining up to do trade with China because yeah. of the Silk yeah. Road and the port in yeah, Pakistan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not looking at the UK. Of course, of course, but you know, like for every. Like, there's lots of manufacturing going on in places like uh, Bangladesh and Pakistan and places like that. Like, if you go to H&M, you buy a T-shirt, there's a good chance it was made in Bangladesh, isn't it? Like, um, they say it was jute, jam, and journalism, uh, the three J's for for Bangladesh. Um, Anyway, yeah, you can open up uh, trading with that. And actually, you know, if there's an exchange of knowledge and information... Do you know what I mean? If you make like but um, will the, but will the will it be tariff free trade? It could be. It could What's be. It work? depends on the deal. It could be. Look, br- leaving the EU might be a good thing. It may not be necessarily a bad thing, but I think the way it has been executed is terrible. Mm. Yeah. Secondly, those people who voted to remain, a lot of us voted to remain because we do not really understand the full picture. So we'd rather remain until we get it rather than immaturely vote to leave. It's not immature, though. I think it has been a very immature decision. In, in your own personal opinion. Yes. But I think voting uh, remain is, is, is cowardly. It shows that you're not it's willing. sensible. It's cowardly. It's sensible. It's cowardly. It's sensible. It's better to stay. Because, because your, your whole thing is fear. No. no. It's you, you sell fear. It's like you're fear mongers. Do you know what I mean? Look, it's... I mean, you mung fear. Are you speaking for the Daily Mail here? <laughs> <laughs> fear, fear of what? Fear of like fear you of know, all like immigrants. Fear yeah, of what? 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 Yeah, exactly. All of those things. <laughs> fear, fear of like economic recession, and fear of job losses. Fear of lack Which of funding. Which will affect thousands fear of, of people. Like, oh, come on, like no one Which ever. Which will no one affect ever, thousands of people. No one 
ever advance by staying inside of a cave. Do you know what I mean? You have to <laughs> yeah, venture outside of your cave and see easy what the jobs are not. World. Jobs are very difficult to get. Very easy yeah. for us to say that because okay, okay. we are comfortably living in a f- in a in a, in a another country. What is okay? In what is your opinion on Norway? My opinion on Norway. Norway. These countries are. They have a very good political, economical structures Back that then, helps yes. them. I don't think Britain has that. We have that. It does not, not have that, that backbone. It we does have. not have that vision. Okay. The, look, at, look at the arguments. They cannot agree on anything. They do not have a backbone. There's no Sorry political to say stability. That. I don't know. I don't know. Um, where is the political stability? Give me an example. What do you mean? What, We've got where, political where, stability. Where, where though? How? What do you mean where and how? How? Well, is well, UK is we? stable. We haven't In had like a, we haven't had a... Um, the ministers resigning left, right and centre... Yeah. over Brexit. They mm. have no faith in the Prime Minister. They have no f- uh, no faith in Corbyn either. Corbyn there is, is brilliant. No Take that back. <laughs> Take no, that back. I, I'll, I'm saying that there is no confidence in any of the, the opposition there party is, or the ruling party. There is a mm. great disengagement between the powers that are ruling the country and the public. They are not aware of the people's struggles. Mm, well, the cost of living is rising. Jobs are not increasing. Salaries are not increasing. Taxes are increasing. Things like child benefit, child tax credit—they're being—they're shrinking, right? Mm. So uh, people, even like young people, cannot afford to buy homes anymore. No, really? No, they no, can't. They can't. Well, I mean, how long? Is, how long First has they don't have? No, they don't. They cannot. Okay, they no, no, I know, I know, but this is not because of Brexit. In fact, if anything, Brexit will make house prices go down. Yes. Yeah, but then house prices will go down. But what if there are no jobs? That's better, right? If, if house no prices go yeah. down, that's better. It might be good for you. It might good be good for me and you, people that live abroad, yeah. whose, mm. wor- whose coins will be, more th- will, be yeah. will be worth more. But we're talking about in the context of British people living in Britain. Mm. What's their situation going to be like? These are projections, yes, I understand, but I think they are worth looking into rather than making immature decisions Mm. with poor planning. Well, like you say, you think it's immature. I don't. I think it's... um, What's your argument? I think it's cowardly to stay as a I don't think the United Kingdom is brave enough. Of course they are. They know. No, no, no. No, this whole thing of British bravado, let's have a cup of tea, let's move on with it, let's get on with it. It's not going to work. It'll work. It'll work. We'll get through it. And uh, we'll have another conversation afterwards uh, about how it's a massive success. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I mean, you could be right. You could be right. You could be right. We're not saying that Brexit is such a bad thing. Mm. We're just saying that the current government is not to be trusted regarding okay. this issue. And on that bombshell, I think we've done just over an hour. Uh, thank you very much, Huma and Sally. Um, Brexit. Yeah, can't wait. The story never ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, okay, I'll see you folks in the next podcast. See Bye. you. Bye. Bye.